101.5 Bob Rocks, I'm Crazy Bob, joined by none other than the Blake. What's going on? It's a very special crazy cast. Now, the reason for this crazy cast was I've had lots of listeners call and text, mostly text, uh, asking about political ads. I don't on, think they were asking. On 101.5 Bob Rocks. A couple of them had questions. Okay. Um, most of them complaining. Yes. Uh, but I guess uh, there are rules for political time and political ads, correct? Yes. And and these are just general questions because I say, hey, look, you know, there's not much we can do if that, you know, if they're they're essentially just paying for an advertisement. Right. And the other issue is, which people don't realize, and I, I don't blame them, we have a license through the Federal Communications Commission the FCC. Right. And we have to be licensed by the federal government to broadcast. No radio station in the country can legally broadcast without an FCC license. To be able to get an FCC license, you have to agree to certain terms. And one of those is we must carry federal related election political advertising as long as we're following the rules and guidelines set up by campaign finance and the rules for election advertising right and i explained it we're kind of a public trust correct and that goes part along with that and there's rules you have to follow now the other rules and i don't know if you can answer all these questions because i know there's there's kind of a time rule where say for instance i had one candidate on i'd have to offer the other candidate equal time correct yeah now that comes into play if we were to interview someone like Joe Schmo mm -hmm. is running for state governor or something like that, or even a federal office, then we would have to then also send out a notification to his opponent and say, Hey, we've had him here. And now you have an opportunity for the same amount of time at the same, uh, opportunity to, to expose your ideas or your thoughts or whatever it is to our audience at the same, same level. Right now, does that, and that's for all government. That's even that's even local. Like if somebody's running for a city commissioner or mayor or whatever. Right. We cannot let one person that's running and a lot of this gets into the weeds, but you know, if they're if they're certified to run in an election, we can't offer one person more time or more opportunity for access to the station than another opponent. That would be picking sides or giving plain favorites. So we're not allowed to do that at all. We have to remain neutral and allow both parties equal access and they have to, if they pay for advertising, they have to pay the exact same rate as their opponent. Um, no one's allowed to get a deal or a discount or anything like that. Okay. Just a, a couple, cause we're talking about two separate things here. One is equal time, which is like live interview. Correct. And the other thing is advertising. That's something separate. Now the equal time thing, that's any, any candidate, like say for instance, there's a race for whatever, office and there's three or four people running they all have to get the same time correct as, as long as they're registered on the ballot then yes each one has to get equal time now if someone's running as a write-in candidate or something there's a lot of fuzzy logic there on whether or not we have to but yes we have to give every person the same opportunity okay now for advertising are the rules just a little bit different yeah, they're a little bit different. So this that was free advertising, basically. That would be like community service interviews, things like that. If they're actually running campaigns and they're advertising, it's a little bit different in that each uh, 
election has a window of time where everyone has to have access to the radio station. And this applies to TV stations too, actually. So when you get tired of seeing ads on TV, it's the same rules. Um, but for the primary election, they have 45 days before the primary state election that they have access to these rules. And for the general election, it's 60 days. So basically the beginning of September till the beginning of November, uh, there's an opportunity for everyone to have the same playing field. It's designed in theory to level the playing field so that local people that have licenses to run and operate TV and radio stations don't play favorites. Right. It's supposed to level the playing field. That's what it's designed to do. So every person that wants to advertise for an election gets the exact same rate and they pay the exact same cost to run a commercial as their opponent. Right. Now it's on our side or on the, the, the broadcast company or the media company, it's their side to not play favorites and to keep a level playing field. Whereas if a candidate has more money than the other one, the one candidate can advertise more, correct? Yeah, I, I have no say over that. I can't control who. And honestly, if one candidate runs ads with us, I can't make the other one do it. Right. You know, and I can't, but I also can't turn down. So the, the thing that I think we hear sometimes, I've had listeners conduct me directly mad, mm -hmm. you know, and I think the reality is, is, and they don't realize, is that for federal offices, um, that would be U.S. Senate, U.S. House of Representatives, President, um, we are required, as long as we have inventory available to run, and I would have to prove that we're sold out, which, you know, that there's no space, which is very difficult to do because technically you can add um, advertising if you need to. We have to accept it because it's a part of our public service to the community as part of our charter or our license. So when a candidate comes and says, I'm running for U.S. Senate, which is one of the ones that we're having issues with right now as far as the response, you know, a candidate wants to run for U.S. Senate. That's a national office. I can't tell them no. If they, they have to pay me up front, mm -hmm. which is what they do when they run advertising, they have to fill out the proper paperwork, and then they have to send us an advertisement that they've created. And as long as it's not breaking any federal laws and the other opponent isn't able to prove that these statements are completely and utterly libelous or scandalous, you know, slanderous, um, there's nothing I can do. I don't get to vet ads i don't get to say well i don't like the way this is presented i don't you know we as a license holder to run these radio stations have literally very little say in what these ads say and the design of that is to keep us out of playing politics right the problem is it makes us look like we're playing politics when only one side's running ads and the other side isn't i haven't been contacted by the other side i haven't been notified that they're interested in running advertising on our radio station I don't have any ability to make them do it. Like, and, and I cannot go out there and say, well, just to, for the sense of balance, just run it at no charge. Like I can't just right, do it for right. them. They have to want to do it. So, you know, we're kind of in this position where it makes us look like we're either doing this just for the money or we're doing it because we support one side or another. And the reality is we're completely, our hands are tied. Right. Now, and what people may not realize is though, like right now, you're hearing just one candidate over and over and over again, but probably in a different county or in a different market, you may be hearing the other candidate more and more and more and more and more and not as much as the one you're hearing here. 
Yeah, it's all about strategy on their side, what they think they can do to move a needle one way or another. So, you know, they don't share with us what their plans are, but, you know, obviously for the, you know this instance, it's a Pennsylvania state U.S. senator that we're um, getting a lot of advertising from, our candidate, and the other side has decided that this county or this area isn't a priority for them or they're deciding not to put their dollars there or whatever. They have a different strategy. You know, right. I, I have no say in that other than, I know that they gave me the proper paperwork. They paid up front. I am, I'm forced to run the advertising and they are able to then, you know, have access to the public, which is part of our charter as part of our licenses to provide information and community service opportunities. What they choose to do and say with it is completely out of our hands. Right. So that being said, you know, we can look for reasons you know, like you said, strategy, maybe they believe they've already got this area locked up. Maybe they believe this area is a lost cause. Right. Uh, but either way, it, that's their choice. Correct. Yeah. Or it could be lack of dollars. It could be, it could be, or they, whoever's running their campaign has decided that radio advertising isn't where they're going to put their money. You know, they're going to put it into TikTok videos. You know, I don't know. I mean, right. it, you know, again, it doesn't, I honestly would prefer we didn't run any political advertising because sure. it only comes around every two years. It's not something you can rely on consistently. I'd rather put effort and energy into helping support local businesses with our advertising efforts. But at the same time, you know, we are not, I'm not going to go out there and sit here and try to convince the other side to put more ads on. <laughs> like that's not going right. to, because all that's going to do is piss off different types of people. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I think the, the reality is, and also our audience for Bob rocks hasn't had this happen recently. You know, Bob rocks has been able to be avoided for whatever reason. Our audience is attractive to this party's candidate and they feel like we were an opportunity that they could make an inroad. And, you know, whether that's solidifying a position or changing people's minds, you know, I don't know. I don't know why they picked our audience. Um, whereas you see our, the hayride down the hallway usually gets more political advertising than, right. than Bob Rocks does. So, right. you know, it just becomes a function of whatever their choices are. They looked at a map, they looked at our audience and said, here's where we're going. And, you know, I, the little little heads up, because it's all public information anyways, they're planning on running all the way until election day. <laughs> so enjoy October. Now, there there is still, you know, as we get closer and closer to uh, the election, there's probably going to be a whole lot more. And that's when people put their last ditch effort in. And so you may hear the other candidate at that point. You may hear more from one candidate. Maybe even a different election is going to start coming up. Yeah. Now, yeah. now with the, 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 the advertisement that we're hearing now, it is not from a specific candidate. It is from a third party that it says it's, you know, not represented by or it's not representative by the candidate itself correct is what they call soft money so it's soft money because it comes from a it, that's what they uh call soft money mm -hmm. um so it's from a third party it's what you if you've ever heard of PAC money yes uh, political action committee so um again this is public knowledge we have to put out uh on our website every candidate that's running advertising what they're running uh, the information that they provided us, the committee that is uh, responsible for it, and it all goes on to a public file on our website that no one ever reads, but it's something we have to publish that makes it open to the public, you know, freedom of information. 
So uh, this is coming from a political action committee. It's called the Senate Leadership Fund. And um, to be completely honest, it's run by Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I, mean, like, I'm not, I mean, that's it's his money that he's dumping into races where he's trying to hold on to the conservative wing of the party of, you know, that they can try to maintain or obtain uh, a majority in the Senate. And so he's looking at races where he thinks Republican candidates can win or need help to win. And his political action committee, um, again, I say it's his, he's involved in it. I don't know if legally, I, I don't know that legally I can even say it's his, but he is involved in the operation strategy behind it. If you see news stories, he's dumping a bunch of money into an Ohio election for a U.S. senator as well. Um, you know, there's dollars coming in on that side, and obviously it's not through the candidate, um, but at the same time it gets into this fuzzy area where, again, based on our licensing, technically it gets to be gray, but it's so gray that it's not worth us fighting to deny it because it is regarding a federal election and a national issue, and it's what they call issue advertising, and it becomes problematic for us to deal with. It's easier for us to just take it and move on and not have to fight the fight to look like we're representing one side or another. Right. Because th that's another thing is like you say, Hey, look, it's from, it's not from a candidate. It's from this other group, no matter what they're called. Mm -hmm. And if we say, Hey, you know what, what's you start looking into it and all of a sudden it's like, well, no, they're, they don't want to advertise for this candidate, even though it's not from a candidate. Yeah. But it becomes, again, we're not a giant company. We're not a national, you know, I know that some people don't, Maybe some people realize that some people don't. But this is it. Right. <laughs> We're here in Greencastle, Pennsylvania, and we don't have 17 uh, locations, and we don't have national lawyers and all this other stuff. Like, it becomes, you know, it, it's a gray area. And so to be completely and absolutely transparent, we could probably try to fight this one specific ad, but then it becomes difficult for us in general. And, um, you know, it's not worth it's not worth the fight. Well, know? then you have to do it every single time, right? Because we would have to do it on all sides. And if we turn this down, we have to turn everything down. Um, that doesn't come directly from a right from a candidate's campaign, and we have to prove why we're doing it, and we have to make sure we're doing it to everyone. And there's a lot of other stuff that we have to do that becomes, you know, an issue. And again, this is a national issue, and our job is to present national issues to our audience. And that's part of our license. And to put that at risk over ideological issues is not something that we can do because in the long run, November 7th, whatever, I can't remember the exact day, 8th, whatever it is that the election is happening is going to pass and this is going to end. And, you know, our job is to be here past that and provide music and entertainment to the audiences and help our community. I mean, we're doing a lot of good things um, in the community right now to help raise money and funds and, you know, we're not here as a sole entity to just do this, but it is part of what we have to deal with as a public trust. Exactly. So um, now getting back to the other side of it, the interview side of it, do you have to, are there rules that you have to adhere to from a third party? Like, like for instance, you know, you say if, if um, there's a one candidate comes in, you have to offer it to the, the other candidates who are on the ballot. Correct. And, but what if it's not a candidate, it's from one of those third parties. So that's the other gray area. And so now you, so right now the way it works is 
if you and you don't have to let any candidate on the air period mm-hmm. um, but the way a lot of these national news organizations get around this because tv again is the same rules as us mm-hmm. it's the same exact rules and so you'd say well how can that be uh you look at some um you look at some programming and you're like well that obviously slants one way or another so you can take representatives you can take uh, uh people that are members of committees or the people are, that are, you know, representing certain parties or ideologies, but they're not the candidate. And you do not have to give equal time to the other side. You only have to give equal time to the actual candidate themselves. And that's only if they want to do it. And so there's a lot of gray area that you can get around some of this stuff. So if uh, Bob and Joe are running against each other in a, in a runoff or an election, if Bob comes and says, Hey, I'd like to do an interview with you. You can say no, but that means you have to say no to Joe too. Right. Like this isn't the forum for it. We're not going to do interviews. It's, it's over. Okay. Or you could say, yes, we will do that for you, Bob and Joe. We're going to do this for Bob. He gets 30 minutes. You're going to get 30 minutes as well. We can do it at a different time or we can do it at the same time, whatever that looks like. But there's no, if Bob's press secretary came in and said, hey, I'd like to do some stuff on the air about just, you know, the general election and things like that. We don't have to call Joe's press secretary. Right. We don't have to do that. It's not the candidate. And that's where you get into this really weird gray. So somebody can come in and say, hey, you know what? I'd like to come in as an election expert and talk about the election and then just push their side. Yes, absolutely. Right. And And then we don't have to do anything. We can just let that happen. And and there's some media companies who will go out and do that. Actually, the other way saying, hey, uh, we'll say you're an election expert, but we just want you to push this side mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and it's it's the really great thing and you know the the you know this is a, a personal opinion but the real issue here is is that this country needs absolute 100 percent overhaul and campaign finance reform like it needs an absolute change in everything because the problem is is that people get elected to office and they immediately start uh, campaigning for the next election. Right. Like that's their only focus is to win the next election. It's maintaining and holding on to power. And um, the problem is what happens is, is that everything gets skewed into these weird soft money rules, these weird, uh, you know, ways that they present themselves. They're looking for sound bites. They're looking for opportunities constantly instead of just running the government, whatever capacity they're supposed to be in. So you have people that, and the House of Representatives are literally campaigning every two years, you know, constantly. So right. they're that, never that, focused. That's their occupation is to campaign. Not, exactly. Not to not to run anything. <laughs> no, no. It's a, yeah. At least with the senators, they get six years, so they don't have to do it as often. But like, a, you know, it's now, still. Imagine you had to do that as someone who hires people. No. Is it's like every no. time, you know, you hire somebody and then. You get to start is, hiring is, the next is, one right away. Is, as soon as they're hired all they, you know, they're like, okay, well, I have to put myself against all these other people. So yeah. they're not doing their job. They're just saying, hey, look at me. I'm the guy for you. Yeah. <laughs> they're just constantly kind of trying to convince me that they need to stay the next time around. Yeah. You know, and it becomes, it's just, there's a lot of things that are, that are messy on the back end of this whole thing. And, and the soft money is what really runs a lot of the stuff. It's this political action committee stuff. It's the stuff that isn't affiliated directly with a, uh, a candidate. There's a lot of rules about what candidates can take as far as their donations, which mm-hmm. was a was supposed to create a situation where it even the playing field. The right. problem is the soft money can take million dollar donations 
from one person or a company and not have any issue. But you, as a candidate, you couldn't do that. Right. There's limits. So you can only donate so much to a candidate as a person, but you can you donate, can donate at whatever you want to one of these. You could put a billion dollars into a political action what, committee yeah. and let it do whatever it wants. And as long as everything is written down and they have a treasurer and they have a secretary and they have a president of the committee, they have you know three or four people running it, they can put money wherever they want and say whatever they want as long as it's a national issue and they don't go to a point. Only one time in the... How long have I been here? I don't even know. 18, 14? What am I? So old. <laughs> 18 years. I've been here 18 years. One time did we have someone actually come at us and say that a, a campaign ad that we ran, they were pro- protesting and they were actually putting legal filings together to say that it was slanderous or liable. And in that situation, I can't remember. I think the other side, rather than fight the legal side of it, pulled the ad and we didn't have to worry about it. But we were in the middle of it and we were stuck because they had all their paperwork filled out. They followed all the rules. The other side was saying it's not true. What, what do we do? You know, I mean, now, was that, that is a gray area. Was, was that from a candidate or was that from a PAC? That was a candidate. Okay, a candidate. now, because so if a PAC does that. It's a lot harder. There's, you know, yeah. you can't prove anything. Right. And right, I think well, that's what some of the people were upset about because they were saying some things that may have been skewed. I can't tell whether they're true or not, but they're skewed a certain way. Well, you know, like if, it, if you're in public life long enough, you're going to say something that if you take that sentence or you take a phrase and then you play it back, you did say it, but you may not have said it in that context. But if they word the ad in a way that right. you can make it legal, you can say so-and-so said this, and then you can say something completely unrelated to it right after that. And you're not saying specifically that they said it meaning that, all you're saying is they said this and then you say a couple things right afterwards and it makes it sound like that's what they meant. Right. But you're not saying that. It's what they like meant. if someone was quoting someone else. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, um, you know, like if someone said, I like horses, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they were recorded saying it and then they played, you know, the other side plays it back and says, you know, so-and-so is a lover of horses and you hear them say, I like horses. And they say, they want horses to rule the world. And, or no, they, you could say horses now are going to be ruling the world and we're going to all be enslaved to horses and we're going to have to all live on ranches where we're growing horses, a thousand horses a day or whatever. Like you could say all that stuff and the person never meant it, but you also never said that that's what they meant. Right, right. Well, I, th- I think it would be connections. what you're, let me get, get you a little closer. Okay. Somebody okay. gets a soundbite of some, someone saying, I like horses. Yes. Okay. And the other side would take that sound bite and say, we were at an illegal lunch and they were eating things that shouldn't have been eating. And I like horses and he likes horses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what and I mean? Therefore, so like, you know, so therefore the he must've he must've been eating horses. Exactly. But they never actually say it. Right. They just say enough. And then, you know, you put it, it in, in that context. Right. And that's when people say out of context, which has been an overused kind of thing, but it is what it is. And they do it because it works. Right. Because sadly, no one, that's no, not fair. The majority of people that live on a day-to-day basis aren't living and breathing information about elections or politicians, right? And this applies to a lot of things, a lot of issues. 
you know, it used to be in the 60s, the 70s. This is before my time. I'm just saying. I know it's true because <laughs> I've heard it and I've looked into it. But in the 60s, 70s, you know, 50s, growing up, people didn't talk politics 24-7. You know, people didn't no. tell, people didn't identify red, blue, uh, Republican, Democrat. They didn't talk about it with each other. It was taboo. Like that was just something you personally believed and you just kind of moved on and you could have differences or you could have differences of opinions. But what's happened is, is identity politics meaning that people now associate themselves and their core being and their self-worth with whatever party or color they're going to identify with, now think that if you don't agree with them, that you hate them or that they hate you. And, you know, there's no way to bridge a gap or find a different way. You know, there's no compromise. And then also you end up in these echo chambers where you, how many people really care about elections? Not many. Not many people really care about what the, what these people stand for in a really detailed way. You would have to spend time to go and research what did they actually vote on? What do they actually believe in? Who's supporting them? Where is the money coming from? Who, um, who do they negotiate with when they're trying to make deals? Who have they met with to be able to make better deals? Or what have they improved? You know, you have to do some work because these sound bites don't mean anything. But because we're all busy and we're trying to live our lives and pay, you know, higher gas prices and higher food bills and all these other things and deal with it. And there's other stressors. You're trying to raise a family. You're trying to keep your job. You know, do you really have time to do that? So you hear a soundbite and you might the first few times hear it and say, obviously they're just making that up, but you hear it for eight weeks. Yeah. It gets seeped it, into it, your brain. It, yeah. It's audio clickbait. And you, that's what you don't, is. don't really. And, and I guess, What's become of that, the offshoot of that, is there's actually occupations where people go around looking, listening for that soundbite that can take out of context. They're looking for the yeah. picture they could take out of context. You know, it's like before it used to, you'd have a, the strategy would be, you know, let's push what we're going to fix or what we're going right. to do, what we're going to maintain. And then it became, you know, the dirty side of it was, well, let's look at all his bad points or all the things that that person failed with. Right. And now it's just like, it has nothing to do with what a person has done is going to do. It's more about the gotcha moment. Mm -hmm. How can we make this person look as bad as possible? Even taking something completely out of context. Yeah. And I think you look at it and people are, frustrated because politicians don't talk like us. They don't talk like normal people. They say things, but they don't say anything. Well, why do you think that is? They do it because they don't want to be on a soundbite. Well, I'm telling you, you know I mean? even, even you right now, I could tell there's a little trepidation because you, I mean, you're trying to get the facts right. Right. And that, I mean, that makes me nervous. <laughs> no, no. When I go on the air, yeah. I try to be as, you know, mm -hmm. thorough as possible. I know myself. I tend to ramble. Sometimes I tend to move off topic and then, you know, that makes you nervous. So when you hear someone nervous on the air, there's a reason. Right. Because there's people, there's professional victims out there mm -hmm. <laughs> who's looking for a reason. And I think it, it, and me personally, this is just a, a me blurting out. It started with frivolous lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Everybody's looking for a reason to be a victim and get a lawsuit because get rich quick. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, back to the politics of it or back to the, our end of it on playing commercials. Uh, the thick of it is, is we have to, but we're a public trust. We have to, um, we're, we're a, we're licensed to the community, I guess, both on paper and in, in practice. Right. 
we're kind of like, hey, we're here within community. Uh, if it's an election, that's part of our responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, it's up to whatever candidates to decide where and when they're going to advertise. We can't, I mean, we can't, we, we could say no, but then we'd have to say no to everybody. Right. And I think, you know, the reality here is if you're really upset about it, which I understand if you, if you're frustrated, you love the radio station, but you don't want to hear this anymore. Or, you know, you love the radio station, but you don't understand why you have to be exposed to this or whatever. And you're frustrated about it. Go vote. You know, and I, I know that's an easy out and it may not seem like it matters, but it does. I mean, right. if you, if you hate what you're hearing and you're so frustrated and you don't think it's, you know, cause a lot of it is you feel like it's being misrepresented or it's using scare tactics or whatever, go vote for the other guy. Right. I mean, well, do or, it. And, and contact uh, your local representatives and say, hey, we need to do something about election finance. Yeah, and, and advertising for campaigns and all of that and push people locally to start making changes because that's the only way it's going to work. And, you know, I understand why we're the easy contact. We're the easy thing to do. Email, call, text, and say, hey, look, I'm mad at you guys or I, you know, I'm frustrated. Why are you doing this? I get it. I get it. It's easy. Right. Uh, you know, the hard part is, you know, make sure you go out and vote in November. Make sure, you know what, send $10 to the other guy. Right. You know, I mean, whatever, whatever you can do, go out and say, you'll put up a sign, you know, in your yard, or you'll go uh, help at an event, or you'll, you know, talk, you want to schedule a meeting with your local representatives to talk about campaign finance reform or election financing in general. Um, campaigning in general. There's a lot of things that I, can be changed. I think that's a, that's a big, big thing. And this is a whole nother conversation we should probably have at some point in time. Is, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're elected officials. So use them. They're yeah. there to serve you. If you're sick of hearing all these misrepresentative uh, ads, say, we want something done. Yeah. Get your neighbors, your, you know, probably start with the people in your house and say, hey, all these people, all of us of age here don't like it. The people next door don't like it. Well, then grab them, grab some other people and say, hey, if you really don't like this and we want to fix it, you got, I mean, that's what they're there for. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. can hold them accountable and say, hey, I told you about this uh, right after you got elected. And what have you done about it? Yeah. Nothing. Well, you know what? We're going to go to the next guy. Yeah. Petitions, uh, write, a, write an email, save it in your drafts and send it to them every day. When you get up in the morning, right? Send the same email until somebody responds. Send it get, to all your friends. Have them, have send, them it. send it to the same yeah. person. I mean, it'll get people's attention. It Again, it's about attention. It's about who's willing to put the time and the energy into what happens. And the people with the money that are dumping into these packs know that people on the, the lowest grassroots level can get annoyed and can get frustrated, but they have to actually care enough to actually put time and energy into making a change. And they're betting that no one will. Right. And that's what, it, that's what it comes down to. They're betting that no one will, and then they can keep managing the narrative because no one else is going to care enough. Right. Well, we'll, we'll have a, that's another political discussion we can have another time, but oh, I've got ideas. Oh, all right. Write them down. I will. And it, Blake coming up on a, another uh, crazy cast in the not too distant future. Hey, if you let me have one day to make all the changes that I want to make, the political system will be changed forever and for the better. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll on, on a soon coming podcast, Blake. The president for a day. I'm saying <laughs> dictator for a day. Cause I can't have, I need, I need to have ultimate control and leave me one day and I'll change everything. It'll be, you amazing. know, I'm going to tell you right now up until about 4 PM, it's going to be the Blake 
in a chair with bourbon and then, and then we'll see if he gets anything done after that. Listen, I don't, I, I will have the bourbon immediately and I already have the ideas. I don't, I can drink and give the ideas. I don't need, I don't need to give the ideas before the bourbon. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming by and explaining some of the rules to us. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk soon as 101.5. Bob rocks.